I'm George Faust. I'm Karaski Melvin, and this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY and the University of Louisiana at Lafayette present Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBoser, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Hey, welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm Karaski Melvin. You'll see George Faust a little later in the show. This week, Cajun women's basketball loses a senior guard for the season. Plus, we meet members of the championship raging Cajun water ski team. But first, we'll talk some football. Louisiana welcomed Troy to Cajun Field. Before the game, seniors were celebrated. However, Troy would spoil senior day for the Cajuns by winning 23-17. It was scoreless until the second quarter. That's when Ben Woolridge went in from 11 yards out to finish an 13-play, 80-yard drive. In the third quarter, it beat 10-0 before, and then Woolridge would use his legs again into the end zone, a 10-yard launch, and that would cap off a 20-play, 75-yard drive. The Trojans' offense would then later spring to life. Quarterback Gunnar Watson would connect with Michael Weiss for the first Troy points of the contest. Then Watson would find Deunreka Lewis for a 35-yard scoring strike to make things 17-14. The visitors would tie things up late at 17 with a Brooks Boost 37-yard field goal. Following a Louisiana 3-and-out, Troy's offense would get to the Louisiana 22. And that's when Kamani Vidal, with only five seconds left on the clock, would go 22 yards to the house. Troy had five second-half possessions. They scored on four of them. The Trojans win their sixth game in a row and remain atop the Sun Belt standings. As for Louisiana, they lose their second in a row, drop to 2-4 and four in the Sun Belt and 4-5 and five overall. News 10 Sports' Jonathan Bulot has more on the game. Senior day for the UL Raging Cajuns did not go according to plan. Originally, everyone was looking to celebrate the 19 seniors who had spent the last years of their career here at UL. But instead, the Troy Trojans come back 23 unanswered points in the second half to top the Cajuns at home. It's not like the team's cashed it in and they're, they're just sitting back looking at it, just kind of letting it happen. Um, you know, our guys deserve to win tonight. You know, I've got to... Got to put us in a little better position at the end of the game there. We got to find a way to close it out. You know, that fourth quarter just, you know, just wasn't us. And that's not the way that we finish games. So, you know, we got to get back to it. We got a quick turnaround. So we got to, you know, get back to work tomorrow and, um, you know, and find a way to go get the next one. The locker room, I feel like, you know, we're still talking. You know, it's not nobody's pointing fingers. Nobody's hating each other. You know, we know at the end of the day it's a team game. You know, it's not offense blaming defense. It's not defense blaming offense. It's just all of us coming together. We know that next week we have another game to get ready for, you know. So, like, once tomorrow come, I tell them all, like, erase the game. It's the next game, next game mentality, you know. I don't know. I think, um, yeah, we just, as an offense, we just need to focus on the little things and produce a little bit better to help the defense and help the team as a whole. The Cajuns have one more opportunity to send the seniors home happy with a victory here at Cajun Field as they'll play Georgia Southern next Thursday before finishing the year with two games on the road. Covering your Cajuns, Jonathan Bulock, KLFY, News 10 Sports. We have played more consistent, um, or more competitive, I would say, not consistent. We're still working on that one. But we we had a lot of long rallies in the last two matches that we've played to where we're very gritty defensively, and that's something that we preach every weekend. Um, that's something, again, that we're going to have to have this weekend against Southern Miss. They're a very good team. They have two go-to players that we are going to have to be on both front row and back row defensively. 
That was Cajun Volleyball Coach Christy Gray following a sweep of ULM and before a couple of games at home versus Southern Miss. Heading into this final home series, Louisiana had won its last four matches. Let's jump right into game one, which was on Thursday. Set one was an extra points. Emory Judkins places a beautiful shot near the back line to close out the set for the Cajuns. In the second set, 5-3 Cajuns. Cammie Hicks would go in for a kill. And then later on the next point, Kara Barnes would deliver a kill. Cajuns would win set two. Southern Miss would capture set three. In set four, Judkins would get the finisher. Cajuns four set winners in game four. And Louisiana had a chance to extend their win streak to five on Friday. Cajuns down a set going into set two. Judkins would have back-to-back -back kills. Then later in the set, Celeste Darling and Barnes would combine on the block. Louisiana would win set two. It was back and forth in the third set until Coco Gillette would put the Cajuns up two with a kill. Then later, Judkins would make it 22-18. However, the final two sets were USMs. They went up 6-2 and did not trail in the fourth set. Then they went on a 7-1 run, kept the Cajuns in their rearview mirror. In five sets, Southern Miss snaps Louisiana's five-match win streak. The Cajuns play Appalachian State November 11th and 12th to wrap up the regular season. On the Cajuns women's basketball, senior guard Brandi Williams is out for the season after injuring her knee in a recent scrimmage. This knee injury, a knee injury cut her season short last season. In her Cajun career so far, she's averaged 32 points a contest. Nears coach Gary Broadhead about this injury as the Cajuns prepare to tip off their season. And I mean, she's such a big, important part of what we do, but at the same time, you know, we can play for her. We can work harder for her and things like that. So, you know, I, I, I feel good about the, the direction we're going since the, you know, since she got hurt, you know, I mean, we took a little hit for a week or so to kind of recover from it. And then uh, I think we're moving forward, showed in the scrimmage. I thought, you know, we play hard and I think the th main thing is, can we play hard and can keep on getting better daily? Louisiana picked third in the Sun Belt preseason is coming off a third straight winning season and trip to at least the SBC tournament semifinals for the fifth time since 2017. Now the team won't have Williams, but will have returning starters, including preseason all Sun Belt pick Lene Wheaton, Destiny Rice and Tamara Johnson. If you look at our team, we probably have nine people that hadn't really played here yet. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how we just didn't want to pass up the WNIT invite. We think that's a big thing for us to be able to be invited to that and, and compete in it. But, yeah, I think it's going to be tough coming out of the gate, you know. But I think it just prepares you for your conference. You know, you always kind of try to mass up your schedule on the type of team you think you're going to have. And I think we have this kind of team, and it's going to take some – We'll take some bumps and bruises, but uh, at the end of the day, it's all about winning that conference tournament. Louisiana baseball's regular season schedule is out. 33 games will be at MLT Moore Field. The Cajuns enter the 2023 season as defending Sun Belt Tournament champions. Cajuns will start its season at Rice on February 17th through the 19th. BYU, Campbell, Mississippi State are some of the non-conference games on the Louisiana schedule. Along with Conference foe ULM, the Cajuns will face in-state opponents LSU, McNeese, Scrambling, Southern, Southeastern, Louisiana Tech, Tulane, and Northwestern State. The Sun Belt Conference Championship will be at Montgomery, Alabama between May 22nd 
and 28th. We'll have a full look at that schedule on our website, klfy.com. On occasion, soccer. Louisiana forward Ruthie Maturin was named on the second team of the All Sunbelt Conference team. Maturin led Louisiana in both goals scored, 5, and points, 13, during the 2022 season. Four of her five goals and 10 of her 13 points came in Sunbelt play. And 13, 18 of her 30 shots during the season were on goal. The sophomore scored a pair of unassisted goals in a 3-1 win over Troy in Louisiana's home finale on October the 20th. It's the second year the sophomore has received conference recognition. We have much more Inside Cajun Nation to come after the break. We're going to meet members of the Raging Cajun National Championship water ski team. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. While many schools wish they could compete in national championships every year, one Raging Cajun group is used to winning them. New Sin Sports' Jalen Cavalier catches up with the championship Cajun water ski team. After coming out on top at the Syndicate Water Ski 2022 Collegiate Nationals, this now makes it nine national championships for the water ski team since they were founded in 1988, which is the most in UL's history, leaving many to wonder, how does this team have so much success? An extreme amount of hard work that goes in. Um, in the fall, every day we are out here practicing as soon as people get out of class to the minute the sun goes down nonstop. As long as we have a boat, we do buy and sell our own boats. We have to manage that, but whenever we have a boat, we come out as much as we want, whenever we want, and we get to train all year long. Although water ski is not an NCAA-sanctioned sport, it's a club sport where these athletes get to take their game up a notch. Most club sports are things like chess or intramural soccer or something like that. Uh, the water ski team is a very unique sport because each of us as individuals compete at a very high and professional level outside of college. Um, but luckily the university here is one of the few universities that gives us an opportunity uh, to compete collegiately. And what competitions are in water ski? Storm, you go around buoys at a certain speed and then at a certain rope length. And then for jump, you go over a ramp and you have to go the furthest. And then for trick, we have hands so you can do some flips, 360, 540s. This student-run team consists of athletes from around the world that make up seven different countries. And despite them growing up miles apart from each other, here in Lafayette, their bond couldn't be any stronger. Here, I feel like the team is 100% a family. We work together on and off the water. We just have a ton of different people from different cultures, and it also gives you a lot of new opportunities. So now I can say that I've got friends in like 10 different countries that I always know that somebody's in my corner no matter where I go. That was Jalen Cavalier reporting. Kennedy Hansen and Luke Outram earned the women's and men's overall titles, respectively. Ahead of the season, tipping off in men's college basketball, sports director George Faust sits down with men's head coach Bob Marlin. That's next on Inside Cajun Nation. Well, hi, hello, and welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Everyone, I'm George Faust. Pleased to be joined by the head basketball coach for the Raging Cajuns. It's Bob Marlin. And Coach Marlin, thanks so much for the time. Again, always a pleasure when you uh, stop by and, and talk to us about some hoops. Yeah, I look forward to it every year, George. 
Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's upcoming. Uh, practice is starting now. The last time we talked to you, that hadn't happened yet. Uh, what do you like about the way practice is going and, and how the guys are uh, responding to, to what you're asking them to do? Well, we're fortunate enough to go on a tour this summer and went to Puerto Rico in August and that was a big benefit. We were able to get guys game experience. We played three games there in Puerto Rico against uh, a second level pro all-star team mm -hmm. and it was a great experience for our young men and then coming back we gave them a little bit of extra time off because we went deep into August and they've worked hard this fall. We've had a really good fall camp to, to date. We're three weeks in of six weeks and uh, I was telling a friend of mine this morning, might be the best three weeks we've had, definitely one of the top two in the last 12 years. And that, that's impressive. That says a lot. To, and when you look at this team, you have some guys on this. You got, you got a, some experience coming back. I mean, I, I looked at the roster just a few minutes ago, and I, I was kind of, you know, Greg Williams is a senior. You got Jordan. Uh, talk us about some of these guys that are on this team that uh, people can expect to, to see and hear their names uh, being called. Uh, it starts off with Jordan Brown, yeah. you know, a possible preseason player of the year. Uh, he's the best inside player in our league, we feel like, returning. And he did a great job, made all-tournament. And then you have Greg uh, Williams, who made all-tournament last year, really stepped up for us and did a good job there. And Kobe Julian was third-team all-conference last year. He didn't play in the tournament due to injury, and we'll have him back for conference. So those are three good all-conference candidates for us. And, you know, Jalen Dalcourt's back uh, for a, uh, another year. And Jalen's done a good job for us from Lafayette High. And, and Joe Charles is doing a great job returning. Uh, Mike Thomas has improved. We went out and signed a couple of guards. Chancellor White early last year. Vince Sagona in the spring. Themis Fulks in the spring. Themis was a second-team JUCO All-American, a really good player. And then late in the summer, George, we picked up two guys we think were crucial. One was Kyron Ratliff from Booker T. Washington in New Orleans and uh, Sean Dumas Academy, and he went in, but he reclassified back to 22. He'd gone to 23 and came back, and we were fortunate to be his first visit and, and get him locked down. And he's 6'8", right at 200, and has a bright future. And more importantly, we picked up a grad transfer from Jackson State that we're high on, uh, Terrence Lewis, a guy that we'd recruited earlier, and he had a really good season last year in conference for those guys. So. We like our team. We think we've got, got depth at both spots or, or, or two spots at all, all five positions. Now we've talked about, you know, when you make those trips, those summertime trips, that things seem to work out pretty good for you later on. Obviously, there's some chemistry issues that you can kind of mend and gel and, and guys get to know each other. And is there another benefit to doing, doing a trip like that? We used to you get 10 practices that other teams don't get in the summer because we used to not be able to practice in the summer. But now it's easier uh, uh, to, to get the practices in. So everybody gets those in. But just the camaraderie, uh, traveling to a foreign country and uh, being a little bit uncomfortable, try to get comfortable in that environment. And certainly the games helped. Uh, we did some off the court Exercises as well, Oliver Houston, our strength coach, had the guys doing yoga every morning and stretching early morning, and uh, B.J. DePlantis, our trainer, had, had a couple of guys, Kobe being one of them, in the, in the pool running, rehabbing their knees. Uh, we went zip lining, paddle boarding, so there was some activity outside of 
basketball as well that, that should help. Well, when you look at the schedule, uh, I think we talked about it uh, uh, last time we, we sat down and chatted, but uh, you've got some, you got some fun teams that you're going to be playing. And, and obviously, Texas, you got uh, the conference schedule, which you kind of alluded to with Southern Miss. That, that's kind of an interesting dynamic game because it's a, kind of a regional rival, and now it's a conference game. Uh, just talk about the schedule and, and what you like about how you've set up this year's schedule. Well, we're going to open with Centenary at home on the 7th uh, of November on a Monday. And then on Friday, we'll play in Asheville, North Carolina, in a tournament uh, against Harvard. And Tommy Amaker is a coach there, the former yeah. point guard from Duke, who won a national championship, former head coach at Michigan, Michigan really good, yeah. good coach. And that'll be a good opportunity for us. We'll have a day off in between, George. And then we'll play on, on Saturday, winners and losers play. The other game is Eline and East Tennessee State. So we're going in with a mindset to win this tournament. Both games will be televised on ESPN uh, platform, and that, that's a start. We come back home and we play Louisiana Tech that Thursday here. That game's traditionally been the Saturday after uh, exams in uh, December. So now it, it's moved up, and we're going to play. They, wanted, they requested to play earlier to get in an MTE for them. So we did that. Uh, then the following week, we're going to SMU, yeah. play there right before Thanksgiving. We come home, and then we go play Drake at Drake, uh, and come back home, play Loyola of New Orleans, yeah. who's the national defending national champion. champion. Yeah. yeah, they're good. They're right. good. Their coach left, and a couple of their players, but they where'd he go? They reloaded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he went yeah. to Ole Miss yeah. as an assistant. <laughs> uh, Stacy did a great job. He's a good basketball coach, and and uh, I was excited for him. Uh, but after that, we we play UNO at at New Orleans. We we go to McNeese this year, uh, and then we'll we'll go to Texas to to wrap up the the non-conference portion of it. And then conference is going to be exciting, too. We yeah. open, unfortunately, with six of eight on the road. Hmm. There are only two of the 14 teams that got that honor, and we, <laughs> we were one yeah. of them. James Madison, the other one, and both of us, I believe, are going to have really good teams. So it'd be interesting to see how we get through that portion of the schedule. And then the Southern Miss, George, is interesting because we've tried to play those guys for years, and Jay Ladner's a friend. He was at Southeastern Louisiana, did a great job there, right. and uh, goes to Southern Miss, and we wanted to wait for a year or so, and then we finally agreed to play two years ago, and COVID wiped that game out. Mm -hmm. It would have been here. So last year, we go to Hattiesburg in the second game of the year and win, uh, and then they return the game the next year, and it's a conference game. <laughs> so we lost a home game, oh. in essence, by them joining the conference. Uh. Well, I guess, you, you, but at least you're playing. I think that's a good little rival game that yeah. can, can, can kind of butt up. Don't go away, Coach. We're coming back. We're going to ask Coach Marlin a, a little bit more about uh, this upcoming team uh, for the 2022-23 season. Uh, we'll do that when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in 90 seconds. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. Still joined by Bob Marlin, the head men's basketball coach for the University of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. And Coach, uh, when we talk about uh, um, longevity in a career, you and I kind of can talk about that. I've been here 20 years, and you've been here thir in Louisiana at UL for 13 uh, seasons. It just what, what have you learned 
in that 13 years, in those 13 years, about maybe the, the, the culture or something that you didn't know when you first got here? Uh, is there something that you can kind of tap on and go, man, I didn't know this, and I'm really glad I know it now? You know, it's a, a unique place, and yeah. driving through for years on I-10, stopping occasionally to, to go to the Cajun Dome, watch a uh, top 28. High school, yeah. You know, sure. But I've done that a couple of times, but really never explored uh, south of yeah. I-10 very much, <laughs> and uh, passed through here many times on the way back, taking 90, and go down to Ambassador and take 90 <laughs> to to Nickel State when we used to play gotcha. that. So we'd, we'd driven through here many times, but uh, just a unique and special place. The people are super passionate. Uh, the, they, they love the Raging Cajuns. The culture is unbelievable. I mean, everybody has a story. Everybody loves music. Everybody loves to eat. They love to get together. Uh, and I thought COVID probably hurt the Cajuns as much as anybody. And so, but it's been a, a great situation here. We, we've had some improvements to the program. We're still making improvements to get caught up, and we're looking forward to the future. When you talk about uh, the, the culture here, I mean, that, part of that, I'm, I'm curious to know this as a, as a basketball fan. What kind of talent, because you've been around, you, you've seen a lot of different uh, areas of high school talent and, and what goes into college. Is this, this area seems to be pretty rich with some quality basketball talent. Is that, is, am I reading that right? Yeah, in Acadiana, occasionally there's a, a really good player. I mean, a, a high major player, a guy that we really need on our program. There are some other guys that, like Jalen Dalcourt, went off to, to play junior college and then went to, it wasn't a fit for us. And then after a year at San Jose State, it mm. was a fit for us and we were able to bring him back. So timing's everything mm -hmm. uh, when you go about players. And uh, just found out yesterday, George, speaking of that, Corey Davis, uh, Jalen's brother, mm. you know, signed with us and then wound up going to San Jack to play for one of my former coaches and players. and. We were on the fence whether to bring him back because Frank Bartley was in that position and was excelling and wound up being the Louisiana Player of the Year senior year right. and uh, on a 27-win team. But those two guys are playing together now huh. in, in France, which is uh, quite quite a special <laughs> deal. Yeah. Uh, but there are some good players. Joe Charles won uh, that that we recruited early and we're fortunate enough to to get a commitment early from Joe. We think he's going to be a heck of a player. Uh, and one that we just lost to the seminary, Carter Domain. Uh, we, we thought right. the world of Carter, and uh, we, we certainly have missed him this fall. Absolutely. And so when you, when you talk about uh, this upcoming season, obviously you set goals and you, you kind of have those kind of laid out for, uh, for your team. How do you approach that with, the, with regards to, hey, here's what we want to do? Because I know coaches a lot of times just do your job and, and – what will happen, we will look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. Don't look at it right. Is that how you approach this with goals as well? Uh, we set the goals and, and we just kind of hit the ones as we come across through the season? Absolutely, and it's uh, the old one game at a time, right? <laughs> but <laughs> sure. we have goals and standards that we try to reach every game, offensively and defensively. We know we've got to be a little bit better defensively than we were last year. Second half especially, we lost some games that we – uh, felt like we should have should have won at least half of them. We lost two or three in a row a couple of times, and it really hurt us. Uh, but we played our best down the stretch. But we have goals for sure that we're trying to reach, and, and our goal is 
the same every year. We want to go undefeated at home. We want to uh, win our conference championship, win our tournament championship, and win a couple of games in advance of Sweet 16. Good stuff, Coach. Well, hopefully all that happens. The trip, that's going to bode well. I know. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that at the end of the year where we're like, all right, hey, the Cadens are in it here. We're, we're rolling. We're Sunbelt champs. NCAA tournament, let's do it. I, it's been a while, so we need to try and get back. I, I, I need a trip. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. We were close last year. Yeah, we, we had a great yes. run and yeah. and uh, a lot of things going on with me personally during that time. But we we were able to sure. to, to get to the championship game and just get lost to a team that played better than we did that night. A bunch of super seniors that returned to win the championship, and they did. Yeah. Well, coach, thanks for the time. Always appreciate you stopping by, and uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, George. All right, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time.